Let's drop the green flag on this episode of The Talent Tank Podcast with your host, Wyatt Pemberton, bringing you the best, fastest, most knowledgeable personalities in Ultra 4 and off-road racing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. This is uh, going to be bench racing, the Ultra 4 Racing AOP race in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. We're gonna we're gonna get into it right now. Uh, maybe maybe starting. Uh, everyone's starting a little bit late tonight. Um, normally there's a, a much larger crowd in the audience, but uh, with it being summer and the sun's still up, it's uh, it was even hard to get myself motivated for this. Uh, Shannon, thanks for getting things going. Todd for moderating. Bailey Cole up and uh, Jonathan Terhoon's in the audience. I got off the phone with JT Taylor. Oh, probably forty five minutes ago, and then Miles about thirty minutes ago. So I've got some pretty good. Uh, late up-to-date uh, information, and uh, we'll just kind of roll into it. Guys, if you haven't uh, listened to this before, you know this first hour is recorded. We've you know, recording for the talent tank. We'll record for an hour. Uh, in an hour from now, we'll turn the recorder off and uh, and just have an open dialogue, anything you guys want to air and discuss and chat and uh, bench race back and forth that you didn't want to talk about uh, online or, or, or offline or whatever that is. And then we'll go from there. And then uh, this episode will be available in the morning for everybody either driving to AOP to hear kind of the latest and greatest, uh, you know, the ESPN Sports Center preview of, uh, of uh, Ultra 4 Racing's uh, event that's going to go on this weekend in Tennessee. All right, I'm going to launch into it. So, uh, you know, always the housekeeping. We'll go through uh, the, the, the Ultra Four schedule and kind of some things up to date. We'll talk about uh, some past races that just recently happened that we haven't had a chance to talk about. And then we'll launch into uh, discussing this one. So right off the bat this weekend, uh, June 25th weekend, uh, AOP Tennessee. But looking forward uh, to uh, the Ultra Four schedule, or at least where you can run Ultra Fours, I didn't put the NorCal schedule in on this, but July 16th through 25th, you've got the Visions race in Jay, Oklahoma. That's not an Ultra Four race. It's not an Ultra Four points race, but a lot of Ultra Four cars have been invited. David sent out a, an email uh, maybe a month ago about they still had some spots available. I believe uh, Ultra Fours will be running on Friday the 23rd. If you guys haven't checked out that facility there, uh, Mid-America Off-Road Park, it is absolutely amazing. JT Taylor has been down there twice in the past couple months, scouting, working out. So I can see that track being on the Ultra 4 uh, go-to list here in the not-too-far-distant future. Um, it looks like a premier-level operation that they have going on down there. But that's a, it's like an eight-day event, bands and concerts and different events every single day centered around off-road-centric. Jay, Oklahoma, and the event's called Visions at Mid-America Off-Road. Um, but like I said, I think the 4400s run on Friday the 23rd. After that, August 6th, we've got Sturgis coming up. That's a west and north points race for Ultra 4. That is, I'm super excited about this because you've had Bird and Goodby and JT all up there in South Dakota. Uh, this is running the first weekend of Bike Week. And those guys have been building new course and plotting out new course. It seems to look a lot like Montana, you know, like plains level racing Lots of elevation changes, but no trees. So, uh, so I mean, that's the exact opposite of what we're going to see this weekend in Tennessee. Following that up, September 3rd, Crandon. That's the East and North Series race. Uh, basically, cheese curds and off-road races are, uh, are, are calling your name. Casey Gilbert, put your phone on mute. Dang it, I'm going to mute you myself. Love calling Casey out, but that was absolutely Casey right there. Casey, welcome to the party. Uh, so, yeah, Crandon, East and North Points. Man, cheese curds and off-road races, that's it, uh, September 3rd. And then that's uh, the, the end of the series racing until we hit October 15th, and that's Nationals. Nationals uh, ended up uh, rescheduled and removed from Reno due to the closing of uh, Wild West. So Nationals end up at Davis, Oklahoma on uh, October the 15th weekend. Along that lines, Ultra Force purchased the stands and all the ancillary track equipment from Wild West Park there in, in Reno. And from what I gather, there's going to be an announcement on a new track somewhere, I believe, in that area uh, before the end of the year, which who can't get more excited about that? You know, having another Ultra 4 course, having a good one in Reno, you know, a, a majority, it's a good number of Ultra 4 racers come out of that NorCal area and uh, basically have a new track coming online. I'm excited. I'm, I, I don't know anything about it. I don't, don't know where it's at or what it is. Uh, uh, there's certainly... A, 
a lot of opportunity to race up in that area. Uh, next thing out of the, the housekeeping list is I saw that UTV rules, there's going to be some updates to UTV rules coming. Uh, so, so everybody brace yourselves on UTV rules. If anyone else has some information on that, uh, please throw your hand up and we'll call you up to, uh, to discuss that. But if my understanding is we're ultra four is working to make the UTV rule book, match or have similarities with a lot of other promoter series so that it allows for other series for you guys with your cars to bounce from from uh series to series and be able to uh to, to leave the line um that's pretty 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 awesome uh and i think that's you know the meaning of the ultra four cars to begin with is build a uh swiss armor knife that you can run them at multiple genres of uh of motorsports yeah on that note i want to launch into uh the results for the last two events, you know, we didn't do this. We didn't do this event for Montana. Basically, I'm going to, I blame Shannon Welch for this. Shannon, I'm blaming you. No, I'm not. You can I, always blame it on me. No worries. No, uh, you know, there was a, there was a lot around Montana. Um, you know, it, it was a Yellowstone off-road race, which it, it came off pretty awesome. Uh, we've got up here uh, Bailey and his co-driver who won the 4400. We'll talk to them here shortly about that. I didn't end up covering it. I was I was super busy with work, and I apologize for that. And then talked to Shannon. Shannon was also traveling, and so we punted, and that was my call to punt. And I kind of regret it, but at the same time, you know, there's only so many hours in the day, and so many things you can get done, and and there's only you know a couple of us doing it. So it kind of is what it is. And then I want to talk about Baja, but first, um, Bailey, congrats on uh, on on that on that win in Montana. Thanks a lot. It was a it was an awesome event and great to get the first win in the states. And this is your first official forty four hundred win, right? Stateside, I uh, got two wins over in Europe when I raced the spec car over there, but uh, first in the states. Gotcha. But more importantly, I want to hear from your co driver. She's up here. I'm going to unmute her. But Mackenzie, talk to us about this. This is your first race in in an ultra four car and you co-drove for, for Bailey and tell us about it. Um, it was an experience to say the least. I have spent the last two and a half years running the social media and doing the comms and running relay between pit and the car. And so to actually get in the car and understand why Bailey complains about his neck hurting at the end of the, the night was pretty cool. Uh, no, so Mackenzie, I saw your social media notes and you had like 110 uh, notes on your GPS file per lap and uh, walk us through that. Walk us through how strenuous and stressful that was and uh, and then about enjoying the, the win. So I need to start with that and explain that I'm incredibly dyslexic, which has always caused issues even when I just co-drive when we're on road trips in a normal vehicle. And so we had to do the driver-co-driver. I can't mess that up, but lefts and rights, I am just not good at. So we had to learn how to communicate because that's different than Tom or other co-drivers Bailey's had in the car. And on a 40-mile lap in Montana, we had 110 marks on the course. Those denoted dangers, cautions, and then change of pace spots. Um and I know I've talked a lot to Bailey. I hear a lot on the back end, but haven't been in the car before. So Bailey's talked a lot about memorizing courses and kind of knowing what things were. I called every single one of those points throughout the four laps. Is that what we, yeah, four laps. But it was pretty cool because the first lap, it was caution coming up in 500, caution coming up in 250 on the caution now. And by the fourth lap, it was coming up on a blind rise, you have a hole on the left side in 500 and 250 in zero. So it was pretty rad to, over the course of four laps, kind of memorize that course with Bailey. Um, at one point after our alternator issue, we got stuck behind Kevin Porterfield and that dust was miserable. We couldn't see anything. I luckily could see straining my eyes full of dirt. Um, I could see the GPS and Bailey basically told me that he wasn't going to hit the brakes until I told him to, and I needed to count down all the turns. We were in a section that had some pretty big holes and a big danger going into a passenger 90 that had a large pole with barbed wire around it in the center of the turn, so it was a pretty big deal that I didn't mess that turn up. 
and we were able to make it around Kevin not too long after that in a straightaway and regain that lead, which was pretty awesome. Oh, that sounds that sounds fun. So, is do you already have requests in? You know, some change orders into management there to uh, make some modifications to your side of the car. Um, so actually, because Darlene was the one who that car was built for in the passenger side, it fits me perfectly. Darlene's about two inches smaller than I am. So I fit in that side of the car better than any co-driver Bailey's ever had in that side of the car. I could reach the GPS with no problem. I could reach most of what I needed to touch on the PDM with no problem. Um, I'm short, so it made it easy because all I could see was the GPS. So that made it easy to not miss any of the turns and it was a good time. Well, I was so excited to hear when they end up, you know, the announcement came out that you were going to co-drive for Bailey because you know, w- women in motorsports is, you know, a th- a, it's a thing, right? It's, it's not, I mean, it's not a thing. It's there, there needs to be more. And it, it seems like it's a, a male dominated sport, but the, the few females that we have that have crossed over into ultra four and have done things in ultra four, they've just been these amazing individuals and they've uh, really, really been people to, to talk with, with. I mean, like the, it, you end up cut from some, somewhat of the, of the same cloth and the race, uh, race with your significant other, that's got to be somewhat stressful to begin with, right? Honestly, it really wasn't. And that was, it was pretty funny. We put out a post, I think two days beforehand on Bailey's social media asking for last minute tips. And a lot of people commented things like what he says in the car doesn't matter. Don't take it personally. You know, you can take everything back you say in the car. But the reality is Bailey and I have lived together for a year and a half. During COVID, we went to school from home. We both work from home. We spend quite a bit of time together. And Bailey is, yeah, we lived in 400 square feet for nine months of our relationship. And before that, we spent six hundred or six months in 300 square feet. So we have kind of worked through the kinks of communication and dealing with emotions. Bailey is just as mellow in the car as he is on a day-to-day basis and our energies feed off of each other. He was calm. He was relaxed. And so I was calm and I was relaxed on the start line. Um, we were like, wow, it would be a great time for a nap. So it definitely, the only part of the race I would say was high stress was that pass with Kevin. And that was because I was putting pressure on myself to not mess up because that was a spot where Bailey needed me to perform. So I had to do that for him. Well, thank you for the rundown. Congratulations, Bailey, on your uh, on on your first stateside win. You know you've got AOP here this weekend, and you're you know you're in the lineup, so we're going to be pulling for you there too. You know, in a very very good position. And Mackenzie, thank you for giving us the rundown. I've always loved hearing it. One, the, a perspective of a of a new racer and a new co driver, but two, exactly that that you have this long standing relationship with the guy <laughs> in the the left seat, and that it went very well, and there wasn't problems. And then, uh, not only your first race, you got to also experience uh, the top of the podium. So, well done to you guys. Awesome, thank you so much. So, uh, I, I I'm going to run through the the Baja. The Baja finish uh, finishes um, real quick since uh, we kind of get those behind us. I don't remember what the calls were, but I definitely remember uh, uh, Brad Lovell and Twitchy McGee were up there and a lot of people's uh, uh, to guess uh, who was going to be up there. I think Josh Atterbury was and Albert Contreras. You can never knock those guys out. But Brad Lovell, Twitchy McGee, and Sean McNamara uh, were your 4,600 podium. Down in the uh, the 4,900, the UTV guys, you had Jacob Versi, Josh Smith, and uh, – Travis Zollinger rounding out the the forty nine hundred box forty eight hundred Logan Goodall we you know we could see that coming he's a he's a formal dude um, Cody Young and uh, Eric Wickle I think I talked about Wickle on that one I didn't know who he was but I do have uh, Kevin Jones is in the audience Kevin you want to talk to us about your, uh, your Baja race because you missed the podium by uh, you missed the box by one spot yeah no problem thanks for uh, reminding me. Yeah, there you go. Oh, you have a ton of background noise. This Don't might not work. All right, I'm going to cut you out, Kevin. Give me. Uh, we can come back to Kevin if he, uh, he gets a, gets his a, a good signal set up where he, where he's at. Forty five hundred. I mean, there was three cars in that. You know, Sean Rance, John Grounds, and Richard uh, Lavezzo. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember exactly the order. I think we. I think I picked uh, Grounds to be over Rance in that that race. But as we drop down into the 4400s, you know, as anyone listens to this, it listens to me, you know, I, I love these guys. But long time coming. Congratulations to Lauren Healy getting back to uh, a podium spot. 
Lorden, you know, he's finished well, always finished well. He's, you know, multiple. You know, one KOH a couple times. He's uh, he's absolutely you know killing the marketing game, but he's uh, the the boxes eluded him for a little bit. Uh, chasing right behind him, two Gomez brothers, uh, Raul and JP. And then I love seeing these these two, um, Brian Caprera. I believe he was in a, a Horschel car, and then Brian Crofts, and then Von Gitten, another fun haver, running out six. Jason Shear, Chris Wicks. Bailey Cole, who you guys just heard from, finished ninth there. And then this is the one I want to celebrate is breaking in that top ten Rufus Racing, Texas, Chip McLaughlin. Well done, Chip. Way to get way to get there. Going into Montana real quick. Like I said, we didn't have this conversation. We didn't talk about these guys, but uh so I just want to run through who ended up finishing where as we end up forty five hundred. And there wasn't, you know, a, a big list of uh I don't have the the start list. I do have uh, the finish list. John Matthews and John Grounds, uh, 1-2 and 4,500. 4,600, 40, 40, Josh Pratt, Alex Fleming, John Snell, 4,900, the UTV guys. Josh Smith, and in second place, Mike Slauson. And we talked about Slauson. Slauson is uh, Randy's brother, also his co-driver. It was cool to see uh, Mike back in the racing game. And then, uh, you know, never to be counted out, Jacob Bercy. This guy rounds out your top three in 4,900. 4,800, Jeremy Jones, I mean, he's that's almost his backyard. Steve Graff and Jack Peterson round out your top three there. But then when we go to 4,400, as you guys just heard, Bailey and McKenzie uh, talking about Bailey's first win there. John Grounds in second. And Bill Kuntz, which is uh, the one who I, I was excited about. He came out in uh, the TTB car, the old Torchmate TTB car that – Bounced around to uh, to Clyde Stacy, then to Robbie Gordon, then from Robbie back to JT Taylor, from JT back to the guy who should own it, Bill Coon. So uh, congratulations, Bill, on your first race back in motorsports. And God, I'm going to say eight, nine, ten years. It seems like a very, very long time, but cool to see you uh, put the 4404 up in the third spot. As we churn through it, man, I'm just uh, just going as fast as possible. You know, an hour to cover a lot of distance here. Schedule of events for Tennessee this weekend. Like I said, I just talked to Miles, just talked to JT. Got quite a bit of good course information. But uh, uh, as as I look at the schedule of events, you know, registration starts tomorrow, which is Thursday the 24th. It starts at 4 p.m. Tech at 5. Uh, drivers registration opens again up on uh, Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, with with uh, the trails open. Um, trails are opening up. Noon, media safety briefing at the U4Coms trailer. Don't miss it. Driver meeting for qualifying will be at 1 p.m. at the race pavilion. All drivers must attend. Qualifying for all courses, Friday 2 to 6 p.m. Let's go. All courses, all, all classes. Saturday, 8 a.m. racing starts. UTV's up first. Uh, what I'm excited about, though, is the 10 a.m. race that's slated. It's the 170 Kids race. This is the race that Chris May has put together. This is uh, Chris May or may not, um, but Chris May has put together, I believe there was like 15 kids there last year. As anyone remembers, AOP was the first race back during COVID that Ultra 4 was able to get you know off the, off the starting blocks. And uh, I think there was around 15 kids this year. I think there's like six or seven. Of those kids that were missing, there's a lot of other racing and a lot of other competition in Indiana this weekend, so not so many there. But to talk about those kids, we've got Kinsey Caldwell and J.W. Caldwell. I think those are brother and sister. And then we've got Tillman Ewing in the 06, Alexander Wall- Wallraven. Um, his dad races over in 4900, so it's cool to see father-son father, there. And then uh, Hurricane Riley May. Uh, this is Chris, Chris May's daughter. She's in the 725. Good-looking little uh, blue 170 uh, UTV. And then uh, number 517, Jackson Madlin. I'm excited about these little kids uh, uh, racing, getting them, get them started early, let them have fun. Uh, they're definitely they're, – they're kind of they kind of remind me of the Class 11s of watching a Class 11 race on that uh, – the race out at KOH on that Saturday before uh, – to kick it off Hammers Week. Did I miss anything? Are we ready to talk about uh, – You've got Chris May actually on the panel. I didn't know if he wanted to talk about uh, anything with that 170. He, he is sitting here, though. Awesome. We were exchanging text messages earlier. Chris, you uh, you want to chime in on the 170 kids? He, he unmuted. I just don't hear him. Yeah, I'm not hearing him either. Ah, we, we can move on and come back to him. That was a lot of information, man. That was a data dump. I'm going to have to take a, take a drink here to, uh, to, to catch up. AOP. This was the first race back last year for Ultra 4, you know, with COVID. 
We, we missed a bunch. There was a lot of cancellations, but then we end up pulling this off. It's very, it's the, the, the course, well, the place is similar, right? I mean, it's AOP. It's literally the nicest pits that we race in. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, it is groomed. It looks like Pebble Beach. It's so groomed. It's so nice. It is, it's been sunny all week. It's not been super humid. They did get a bunch of rain beginning of the week or in, in the weekend. The rest of the course is really kind of dried out except for under the trees, and that's kind of standard East Coast wet mud you know spot so but it's not going to be like rush was where it rained all over and i I said the r word i'm sorry i know this is like at koh you don't say the w word you don't say the r word when you're talking about uh you know an east coast event but uh the r word again nicest pits you know around the trees it's still wet it's normal let's just call it normalish the track is still shaping up last year's race was about a six mile loop this year's race, it's going to be similar mileage, maybe a little bit longer than the six miles. It's not going to get to seven miles. I don't, I don't think it's that long. There's definitely some of the same stuff, but there's a whole bunch of new stuff, and the track layout's pretty much totally different. There's a, there's a new really gnarly down that, you know, it, as a note, uh, JT dumped his, uh, his Can-Am over on today and delayed him about an hour and a half to, uh, to, to, to get that thing flipped back over. As far as I know, the course is about 85% marked. And as it stands now, the course laps for class are still shaping up to be for 4,900 and 4,600. They're going to do four laps. 4,500 and 4,800 are going to do six laps. And then 4,400 will be eight laps. The, the two stock classes they're going to get they're going to be able to use the bypasses okay in 4400 there is a joker line that uh that i believe was in play last year that you that you'll have to do one one lap it still needs looked at that's that's what uh jt came back to me with it still needs looked at they uh he's 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 been at it but he hasn't run it and so he's not 100 percent sure how he's going to handle it but nonetheless I will say that there's a, a, a course, uh, if you guys are familiar with AOP, there is an uphill that we do, um, and we did, you know, we even did it last year. It's called One Shot Hill. That is not in the uh, in the mix this year. One Shot is out of the mix and is actually started being referred to as Half Shot, and the hill behind it is being now referred to as One Shot. Now, this is a different hill, but it has four lines on it. One of those lines is a lot harder, but it's a lot faster. You guys are going to have to, I mean, this is what Mother Nature dealt us, that this is the best of all best, right? This, that you get options to ride, the benefits and the the perils are somewhat uh, managed to where you guys can make a differentiating opinion. And then there's another new trail that you guys will be going down. That's uh, Uncle Steve. You guys will be going down on Uncle Steve. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> that just cracks me up. Oh, man. All right, so... AOP, South, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. It's in the foothills of the Chattanooga Mountain Range. Beautiful there, roughly 3,000 people. Elevation's about 630 feet. Special thanks to Benji and Karen, the folks that own it and uh, put it on. Um, it's about 600 acres that uh, that we have access to. Nice showers, nice bathrooms. They're open every weekend at 20 bucks a person and 5 bucks a day to dry camp. So, uh, so yeah, man, if you guys, uh, I assume everyone has plans to be there. And they're listening to this, and then hopefully they're listening to this. If they're not on it tonight, they're listening to it on Thursday on their drive to the course to race or not to race, to, to drink beer or not drink beer, I guess. Well, I, 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 actually, I think the way I want to do this, and maybe Terhoon, you can you can walk me to this. You always keep me honest on this stuff, is I'm going to start at 4,900 and talk about who won it last year and then what it looks like for this year. Starting in 4,900, your, your box last year was Jamie McCoy, Scott LeSage, and James Cantrell. Well, this year, I mean, we're looking at, you know, Jamie McCoy, he won at Rush. He's currently your uh, your first, you know, East East points in the one spot, Jamie McCoy. So he's got the uh, the mark to be chased. I don't see Scott LeSage on the list. He's a West Coast racer. I think he hit everything last year, but I don't see him coming out to Tennessee. I don't know if anyone has any input on that. Um, behind him, you know, James Cantrell, you know, Can- Cantrell's third. Cantrell's name isn't even on the list. I think he's in the audience. He's probably still prepping his car. Who knows with Cantrell? Uh, I texted him a little bit ago. I said, dude, you're currently, I think you're like seventh or something. No, you're fifth. You're fifth in the East Points race right now, and you can't even get your name on the on the registration list. So, But he says he's going to make it. Cantrell, you out there? I invite you up. And I sent him an invite to speak. Maybe he'll chime in. Some interesting Wyatt, stuff. 
why did I I'll chime in on AOP? I just got back from there a month ago and I was really impressed with how well that park was groomed. The parking lot was in great shape and they, they were really excited knowing that we were coming in a month. I'm, I'm sad. I can't go. Yeah, Todd. So, you know what, this is a great, a great spot. You know, we talked earlier in the week and you had some information you had ran over to, uh, ran over to there for the West Keen deal and uh, w- walk through that week because I think there's some real you know, walk through that trip because I think there was some really cool stories you had out of that about uh, the Ultra Four community helping you out like out of a, a guy we all know Adam Woodley. Oh man, Adam Woodley is literally the one of the best guys I have ever met. So I had a, a vehicular accident downtown Nashville on my way to the uh, the Rock Bouncer event at AOP where we were on the West King Benefit shirts. Anyways, I had a wreck literally downtown i-24 thought i had it handled thought we had a good plan going and then all that fell apart so i picked up the phone i call adam woodley and he goes man i'll meet you wherever i'll get you guys taken care of he not only got us taken care of he got the trailer transported to the event so we could sell shirts and get our side-by-sides there and he one of his employees put us up jason washburn put us up and man he they all took care of us you know we hung out at woodley's house that weekend uh, had a great dinner with him, and I'll tell you what, there's not more of a stand-up individual. So if you need something that Wide Open Designs sells, I would highly recommend checking them out. Yeah, he's a good dude. But I heard you missing, mention Jason Washburn, and uh, I want to throw Jason posted some pictures a couple days ago of basically flooding in that area, and I started, you know, I think a lot of people freaked out about uh, AOP potentially being, you know, uh, flooded, but uh, it, it's dried out well. So just and well, and and on that, Benji said there was only a half inch at the park um, last I saw him post. Yeah, there was some flooding down that area, but it wasn't bad by the park. There's one mountain range over. Correct. Well, good, 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 good. So as yeah, as we look through 4900, man, there's uh, it's actually the biggest class, right? We've got 28 racers currently registered as of uh, this reading. Um, that puts them the, the the biggest class. Pretty excited. There's some some names I'm not familiar with, and then there's a bunch of names that I am familiar with. So uh, good to see those guys. Anthony, you better not, uh, you know, you better show up and, and represent, okay? Going to 4,500. Well, there's five guys registered for 4,500. And, and, you know, it's when you look at the list of, of who those guys are now and who and who won here last year, you know, Dwayne Garrettson won last year, Jesse Oliver second, DSI, Dave Schneider in third, Sean Rance in fourth, John Grounds, DNF. Cody St. Clair also DNF, uh, and then we had Dan Fresh in there, DNF, Dan's a West Coast racer. But if I look at this year, we've got Cody St. Clair, and someone can correct me on this name. Uh, I asked uh, asked Miles on spelling, but we've got Diesel Krentz or Diesel Krentz. I think I'm going to call him Diesel because it just sounds better, but it's D-I-E-Z-E-L, Krentz, um, racing 4,500. Kick-ass name, buddy. Uh, let's talk. Dwayne Garrettson. And then uh, Dw- Jesse Oliver in the masked motorsports car, and then uh, and then John Grounds. You know, I you can't you can't count Dwayne Garrettson out in an East Coast race. I've got to you know I've got to say it's probably going to be the beard on the box. That's probably probably what's going to happen. Moving to forty six hundred. I'm sorry, I'm glossing over these guys. Last year, John Schaefer won. This year, probably John Schaefer's going to win. Sorry, uh, Anthony Vinoy, Drew Harper, Kenneth Hale, and Tyler Haggard. Tyler was there last year. But he DNF'd. I'd like to see him get some retribution on this course. But John Schaefer, and John's normally on here. Is John is John with us today? You want to answer that? No. I haven't seen him. I did invite him, but I haven't seen him join. He, he's, a, he's a fun guy. And then uh, 4,800. I'm assuming that Casey Gilbert won here last year, but he didn't. He uh, he finished fourth. Um, the number one Sam Bagger. Uh, Jeremy Jones, uh, if I recall correctly, Jeremy won. Cade Rod, Chris May ran out your box. Chris, how did I not know you got third till just now? We're going to talk about uh, Cade Rod here in a little bit when we get to 4,400. There's some exciting news on that. Jeremy Jones, the uh, he just had a, a, a good run in Montana. As we look at these guys for the 4,800, oh, gosh, Crespo, Trempy, Gilbert May. Uh, I like this name, Dana Hale. Uh, Dana runs around with the Rufus Racing guys, and if I if – I, heard right i don't know this for sure maybe someone else here can raise their hand and, and, and confirm this i believe dana is racing a new tribe car and uh i'm excited to hear about that car and how that goes he's a he's a texas wheeler former uh army guy uh retired with the army 
Um, you got Schooley in there, Penzella, Justin Barth, Ryan Taylor, Sean Radzke, and Tim Vosses. Schooley's in here, and uh, Ken Carter asked to speak. I didn't know if he had some information on Schaefer to share with us, but I did just invite George Schooley up as well. Yeah, yeah, let's talk to Ken first. Carter, talk to us. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Clears a bell. Well, that's good. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Good. Doing awesome. So, uh, yeah, I know John's on his way up there. Some of the other guys on the way up there. I will say that uh, I think the black sheep this time, Anthony Benoit, his vehicle is fully prepped, ready. Uh, I feel kind of bad. I took him out the last race at Kentucky, a um, little bump. We had an electrical issue with him. So I've been working with him behind the scenes, helping him out, making sure he's ready to go. And uh, his vehicle is fully prep ready. So John's going to have his hands full with Anthony this time. As long as Anthony's vehicle stays together, they're going to be uh, one and two probably. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, I lo- like hearing that um, inside information. Then who else do we have, Shannon? I see George Schooley in the audience. I've invited him up to speak, but he hasn't come on up yet. So not sure. He's he's new to this. So um, if he raises his hand, oh, his hand. Oh, there we go. Hey, guys. Hey, Schooley. Hey, Schooley. How's it going, man? Well, it is loud there. It sounds like you're drag racing on the highway. Yeah, we are. We're headed. We're headed to Tennessee. Well, talk to me about your plans. Well, <laughs> Um, cars prep. Cars, one hundred percent. So, is I, I I heard a rumor that uh that Eric Miller is going to drive your car. Is that right? <laughs> yep. Well, what happened? I was in the hospital for three days for my heart. Well, you didn't die. So, so. I didn't die, doctor. Um, the doc. They have me on blood thinners and stuff, and uh, they have um. They told me I couldn't drive. Okay. So so, you, so I had to find a replacement. And so you, you went and got a ringer. I don't know about that, but, um, you know, well, who, I like playing good odds. <laughs> well, who won the 4,400 race at AOP last year? Eric Miller. Come on. <laughs> this is... Um, you're you're, you're going to be you're worse than, than uh, Casey Gilbert on sandbagging. Goodness. Oh my God! Come on now, nobody can be that bad. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, good. Well, well, good. Good luck to you guys in the forty-two. Uh, good luck to Eric Miller. We'll be talking about him here as we get to forty-four hundred. All right, guys, keep up the good work. All right, we'll we'll catch you at the race. All right, bye. Oh, that's funny information right there. Who's? I mean, Shannon. He he goes out. He needs a substitute driver, so he goes out and gets the guy that won it last year. And, you know, a three-time king. I mean, no no pressure there. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> good. I like it. Well, let's, uh, you know, in the 4,800 race, I mean, obviously that changes changes my handicap there because I would have put, you know, Casey Gilbert, you know, he's he's he's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, with Jeremy Jones not there from last year, Cade Rod moving to 4,400. Chris May, Chris, Chris has a solid, solid car. Um, hopefully, you know, we will you know get him on here to talk. I since that didn't work out a little bit ago, but uh, or he may just be all preoccupied with the uh, the one seventy race, getting his girl out there, uh, Hurricane Riley. Hey, let's talk forty four hundred man. Currently seventeen cars lined up for you know for that is is the plan. I think that's roughly where we were last year. Maybe there was a few more last year. I don't know, how, but same same eight laps. We do have a. Eric Miller, Josh Blyler, and then uh, Bailey and Shannon Campbell were the three four. Kevin Porterfield, we love Kevin in, in the East Coast races. He was fifth. Uh, Cody Hardesty sixth. Eighth Chip, I uh, missed. Sorry, Casey Ryan seventh. Casey Ryan, why didn't he race in this? That's a great guy. That's a that's a good guy. Uh, Who says he's not? He's going to register last minute with Cantrell. Come on now. <laughs> They're probably in the truck together, yeah, holding the hands. I, I would believe that, yes. <laughs> uh, Bailey Cole, ninth last year. Bailey, you see, you, you're definitely going to move up there. Chad Owens was 10th. Lauren Healy, not there. Is Stan Haynes racing? Stan Haynes is racing. He was 11th, so or 12th last year. But anyway, uh, let's look at it. I mean, we're talking East Coast event. We're talking tends to, tends to totally favor the straight axle guys that can narrow up. It tends to be muddy. It looks like that may or may not be, you know, we're kind of like average what I'm hearing. So out of the 17 guys, you guys heard the course earlier. They're going to go, you know, down on Uncle Steve and uh, 
And that seems to be something that I would say favors favors the Blylers, favors the Millers. But the guy that I want to talk about that's sliding in here, Cade Rod. Cade is an EMC driver. He's got uh, you know the, the one shot per corner, and he's going to throw 39s on his car, 40s on his car, and, uh, and show up in Tennessee. He obviously did well there last year. Uh, the, you know, with it being a very technical race, it doesn't need to be a big motor race. Cade is in the hunt for, to see how his car will handle with non dot tires on it, non big motor. And to see if it's something that he wants to take that car and make it 4,400, uh, doable and actually race 4,400 in it come February out in Johnson Valley. So this is kind of a cool, uh, cool Fourier by, uh, by the Jimmy's crew to, uh, to take this uh, an EMC car and race up with it and to see how uh, Cade's going to do. I'm pretty pumped for him. But, yeah, only changes on that car are uh, number plate and tires. Maybe uh, maybe we get somebody like Casey to, to, to chime in that. Or Jonathan Terhoon, what's your commentary on uh, on racing up in that form or fashion? Uh, it's definitely the part for it. Um, you, you, the, the big shocks don't really favor here. It's, it's very tight and technical. Big horsepower, again, not a big deal. Um, and, and Cade was fast last year. So yeah, 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 I think it's a great move on his part. I'm excited to see, see him race and a few of the other straight axles battle it out and a good old fashioned East coast race. Well, I mean, you know, I th- outside of that, I mean, I, I think there's some guys that, I mean, obviously we always talk about them. I think Bailey, Bailey will be an IFS car, but Bailey, you know, and, and he's got, you know, McKenzie, they've got two races under their, this will be their second race under their belt, uh, together. Uh, he's done well all season long. He's certainly, you know, I don't want to hold the four spot down for him anymore because he's af- absolutely broken and broken out of the box. I think Bailey is going to be a uh, force to be reckoned with. Brian Reed uh, in the 416. You know, I, I meant to talk about the 416 earlier in UTV. Uh, hey, Wyatt. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I actually am not going to be co-driving with Bailey in Tennessee. Well, Mackenzie, that seems like such a disappointment. <laughs> you do one race, uh, you get him on the box, and then he kicks you out of the car? So, actually, flip side of that, we're not going to do the kick out of the car. Brant is going to step up and get in the car with Bailey. Brant will have already raced with Terhoon earlier in the day. And um, I have run comms for Bailey over the last few races, and Bailey asked me to run comms again this race. So I can make split times because I'm actually the one that computes those, even though everyone says it's Dave, it's me doing the math in the backseat of the 450. Um, so I will run comms and then Brant will sit co-driver with Bailey in Tennessee. So you were the secret weapon. Okay, so this this is the rumors I've heard about. Well, hey, let's uh, let me get with Brant. Brant, you want to jump yeah. in here and uh, and talk and talk to us about what your what the plan is for Brant Irwin as far as uh, your day of racing. Walk us through it, buddy. Uh, you know, it's going to be a busy day again. I'm starting out with Jody and, uh, 4,900. So Jody Ford, Jody Ford. I'll have two races under my belt. I think, uh, it's a good move on Bailey. Uh, I wasn't planning on racing 4,400 cause Nate was out and he slipped in there. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a good call on his part. He's going to get a lot of, uh, right seat time already on course and be able to run those, uh, front guys down with the solid axles and Prove them wrong in the woods. The IFS can do it. So, so you're going to run. You're going to run laps with Jody Ford in the 4860, and then you're going to move over to run. Did I hear Tarhoon? Are you running? Yeah, we welded that. He welded that sucker up. He's coming back in. <laughs> He's no better than Kentrell. I swear to God, if you guys can't can't get pre-registered, I mean, does, uh, does it even matter if you can't talk about you? I think you would have led with that, like on a text message, like, "Hey, I'm." I, I I was surprised you didn't hear that already. That was that's pretty fun it, news there. It, in my defense, based on my uh, not even taking the green flag and rush, I, I didn't see any reason to sign up uh, early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see how it is. Brent, did you end up getting uh, Puff the Magic Race Dragon sutured up? I have not, man. It's been so busy, so crazy around here this summer. So he's still sitting. He's got a big old gash in his leg. I haven't got him sewn up yet. It's Where about an eight-foot-long gash, for what it's worth. Seems like an ER visit. So tell yeah. me, tell us why, uh, you know, we're big fans of, of Nate. Nate from Talent Tank here, uh, Nate Jesse. Um, he gets his Facebook hacked 
Uh, so we all had to re be, be new friends with this guy. I think he yeah. lives in yeah. India or Pakistan at this point. But um, <laughs> what's the story on him? Why is uh, why is he in the bomber car not not showing up to this East Coast event? So he had he had a, a bunch of work come in. Basically, they they changed strategies on his business, and and he's going to be on like three three or four continents in the next two weeks, starting Friday. So um, that that was the nail in the coffin. But uh, his car. After rush, we figured out that from the roll at King of the Hammers, we had some other issues that we didn't see, and so he tore the car all the way down, and it wasn't quite put back together. So it was a uh, it was a double edged sword on him. He had it coming from both sides, not wanting them to race this weekend. But Oklahoma, we did well at Oklahoma. Had a blast last year, so we're looking at uh, nationals with him for sure. I remember seeing you guys come across the finish line, you know, completely swapping swapping side, sliding in, covered in mud, and just. And, and Nate just screaming, woo, how, how excited he was. So y'all had a, a good session. So is that the, that's the next plan for the black and blue motorsports car? You got it. Okay. Yep. Well, good, man. Sounds good. Yeah, that's, nobody likes when work gets in the way, but we also all recognize that work getting in the way is how we get to afford to go do this stuff. So that's, that's exactly it. That, that's how it goes. And I think Bailey made a good choice. You're going to have, uh, you're going to be in the car a lot. All day, hopefully. A, a lot, yeah. That that's uh, that, that's wonderful. So good, good information. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that worked out. Thank you, uh, uh, Mackenzie, for uh, for dropping that. And sorry, you got to get out. We'll have to have a discussion with you about the top secret split times. People keep saying uh, wanted to accuse Bailey of cheating on that, and I'm like, well, I don't know how that works. It's running a stopwatch, but whatever. Kevin Porterfield, man, Kevin has been quite the force to be reckoned with this year he's always floated at the top i can see him being a a, a guy to be uh got to be up there and then you can't knock out the uh the rufus racing guys with chip and zandy in the four and the 24 but I, I i got sidetracked i did want to talk about brian reed and like i said in the utv race uh mike mills both the number 416 those guys are texas guys they are you know they're new they're new to the sport you know, they're fairly new to the sport i don't know what their exactly their first race was but uh, they raced KOH, they raced Moab, and then um, then this will be it. This will be the, their sec- their third race of the of the season. So looking forward to it. The, and their car is the car with the – somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know the name of the race. It's like MWAC or something, but it's the blue car with the monkey holding the knife. Like It's like a knife. Monkey with a knife racing. That's what the MWAC stands for, monkey with a knife. Oh, no and this will be their fourth race. They race Tennessee as their first Ultra Four race last year. So they're familiar with the AOP once before. Okay, this that's good. That is that's good information. All right, that concludes kind of my spiel. Uh, I wanted to you know always as we kind of go through we we kind of ask some of the guys up here at front. Um, now the crowd has expanded on the on the stage, so I, I'm not calling everybody, but. Uh, I'm going to get everyone to, you know, actually, let's do this. Let's everyone on the stage. Sorry, everyone. I'm going to uh, ask you to handicap the 4,400 race. Give me your top three. Shannon Welch. Uh, ooh. I'm going to take a Blyler, Eric Miller, and I'll put Bailey up there. He's, he's having a good year. It would be good to see him up there again. He is having a really good year. You know, I, I to add to, to the racing list, you know, I, as we see people on or not on the list, I don't see Levi Shirley. Does anyone have any info on? I haven't. I normally would have talked to Levi. I just haven't really talked to him since since Mexico. Is Levi planning to race? I think somebody told me he was, but then I haven't. Didn't see. I expect to see his name on the list. Does anyone have any info on that? Terhune, top three. I'm going to go a little different. I'm I'm always one to to just pick the favorite. It's always a safe bet. But for for this race, I feel like uh, mixing it up. So I'm going with uh, Kevin Porterfield for the win. Cade Rod in second, and Tad Dowker rounding out the uh, the podium. Oh, those that's that, that's 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 a good one. Uh, this should be a good one because the, the next on my list is a uh, Bailey Cole. Who's your top three? I mean, I would really like to see me on top of the box again. That would be cool. Back to back, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would. I would be stoked with that. Um, there are a lot of fast people. The Blylers are always right there. Porterfield's already kicked my butt once this year. Eric's always fast. I, I think anybody out there really has a good shot, especially on this course that's so tight and technical. I'm forgetting his name right now. He beat me last year at this race, and Jonathan 
told me I would remember his name after it, and I have up until now. Who am I thinking of, Jonathan? Cody Hardesty. Yes. He's my dark horse. I think he's getting married. Never mind. <laughs> well, well, congratulations to Hardesty uh, for, for – I guess if you're going to miss a race, I guess that's a good reason to miss it. Well, we'll get uh, let's see if Chris May can jump on here and give us his top three. Chris, you available? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, top three. I, I think no particular order. It's probably going to be Miller, Bailey, and I'd like to see Cody race, but he is getting married. I talked to him the other day. I don't know. Miller and Bailey for sure. I don't know. Kevin Porterfield maybe. Another guy that I saw not on the list was Handsome Jay. No Handsome Jay. I talked to Jay you know, a couple hours ago on a, on a message saying uh, he's working. He is he's stuck working. He's just doing social media videos. Come on now. We all know what he's up to. God, he's, he's great. He's <laughs> That guy's comedy. Kevin, are you able to uh, – Kevin Jones, Ultra 4 Jones, are you able to uh, get on? Can I hear you now? Yeah, how's the audio? What? Yeah, no, your audio is good. Yeah, talk – right. Go back to answer my question about uh, how did your Baja race go, and then give me your top three. All right. Uh, Baja was was killer. What a great race put on by Ultra 4. I've been down to Baja before for, like, surfing and stuff, but never to race, so that was that was super cool. I knew I knew we didn't have the speed in the desert uh, to keep up with those guys, so we just ran a good, consistent race and got a fourth. Yeah, you can't complain about that. Well, uh, standing back on the outside from the West Coast looking to these uh, these guys that – Eat and breathe mud and versus dust. Uh, what's your call? Uh, I've got Miller, Josh Blyler, and then uh, John Grounds has been making some big, he big has. moves. Yeah, big moves in his new Miller car. I, I think he's got it sorted out. So I've I've got him in third. Gotcha. Awesome. Casey Gilbert, are you available? Casey. Oh, we'll move to uh, Todd Stoffer. Todd. Oh, there's Casey. Hello. Hello. I couldn't, figure out how to, I couldn't figure out how to unmute it. Are you in a drive-thru? I'm in the motorhome. All right. Are you ready? Is your race ready for uh, for 4800? Are you concerned with some of the new cars showing up? Are you concerned with uh, Schooley putting Miller in the, another Miller car? Um, I put Miller in my car once, and I can't afford the tire bill. So, no, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> okay. F- fair enough. All right, four, 4,400, who's your, who's your pick? Um, Miller, I'd like to see Rusty Blyler, but I think he's more of a sledgehammer when sometimes he needs to be like a ball-peen hammer driving his car. So if he can keep his car together, I think Rusty will finish real well. And then either Porterfield or Bailey. Yeah, I think the, 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 the Bailey situation with uh, Brant Irwin in the co-driver's seat kind of changes that up s- significantly in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So I think those two are hard to call, but you know it's going to be a Blyler somewhere on the podium, I would think. Yeah, kind of like you know when you talk about a West Coast race, it's going to be a Gomez somewhere somewhere up there. That's I, I'm kind of with you. Hey, uh, I'm going to jump to uh, George Schooley. Schooley, you available? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm here. Forty-four hundred right. race handicap me your top three. Um, Miller, Blyler, and I'm coming with Casey. I'd love to see Rusty up there. You know, I, we're gonna. I'm gonna go with all Miller cars. I'm gonna go with John. John's got. John's got to be on there. Gotcha. I'm gonna bring this guy up from uh, way at the bottom. Let's see if he jumps up here. Uh, Brad Christensen uh, with Rufus Racing. See if Brad can uh, talk to us. And in the middle, while we're waiting on him, uh, hey, Ken Carter, you you available to handicap uh, top three forty four hundred? Yeah, I'll go with uh, Miller, Blyler, and King. Ooh, Roger King. So tell me about Roger King. I just think he, I think it's uh, he's ready for a time to kind of be on that podium. Okay, I, I know nothing about Roger King. I need someone to tell me more about him. You got to tell me some more. You got to tell all of some more. Who's Roger King? Hang on, my phone's having a problem, Helen. All right, we'll come back to you, Ken, as I want to. I want to hear more about them. Maybe we'll get like I said. I I, I try to get uh, Brad Christensen up here. He's uh, he's in the mix, but um, it, it's not working. Well, guys, that brings us to. Uh, 856 we got a few minutes until uh uh my alarm goes off for one hour i want to appreciate i really i want to tell everyone thank you very much for joining in and following and kind of moving us towards this path of i don't know what, what it is like pardon the interruption for uh for ultra form motorsports you know getting you know, one you know content creation is one thing 
I don't think that's the, 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 the biggest hurdle. The biggest hurdle is just very cool dialogue back and forth uh, with inside our industry, with inside our motorsport, with inside our hobby, uh, amongst the competitors, east versus west, west versus east, all of us together, the classes upon all the classes, and then just having those conversations. Uh, please don't take uh, you know my my reads on who I'm handicapping or who other guys are handicapping as anything more than a uh, you know who we'd love to see see win or who we you know we think uh, is kind of the the horse, the leading horse in the stable or the dark horse, or just somebody who we want to see. But if your name didn't get listed, dude, you use that as, uh, as fuel to, to put yourself on the box next time and, uh, and, and get, get in our heads and make your name a name that, uh, puts you in a position that we get to, uh, talk about you. Right. And that's, uh, on that note, that's all, that's all I've got. And that's all I wanted to cover. Shannon, did you have anything that you wanted uh, to cover? No, I, I think that's, uh, it's been a, a good show and for what started off with just a couple of people in here got pretty full pretty quick so it's great to see everybody show up uh they just they just weren't right there at the start line at the beginning yeah it's uh pretty fun i i actually need to you know catch up with you uh, sometime in the near future about some other cool ideas that uh have been bouncing around in my head how to uh how to further uh the ultra four uh message hey hey wyatt one last thing i did just get a text back from levi and he is not racing a Oh, that's uh, that's suboptimal. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll mark him off my list. I had him on there as a uh, questionable as well. Fully understand, can see that. Like I said, I understand why Handsome Jay's not racing. I understand why Nate's not racing. But uh, you know, everybody else. God, man, it's 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 fixing to be a good weekend. Excited to see where this uh, where this falls out. And on that note, hey, hey Trip, one last thing before you take off. Or Wyatt, sorry. Yeah, Ken, there you are. You're back. Yeah. So. Uh, um, so real quick on the 4600, I just want to throw something out there. So obviously I'm not racing this weekend. I've got to work same with some other guys, but, uh, the other name I forgot to throw out there was Drew Harper. Yo, yeah, so his yeah, dad yeah, raced yeah, that vehicle yeah. for a long time. And, um, that ve- their vehicle is highly prepped, ready to go. They had a mishap at the Kentucky race also. So I think it's going to be a, a Harper, Vinoy and a Schaefer weekend for the podium. Well, I, I, I mean, like I said, I know John Schaefer and Vinoy, Drew Harper. I didn't, I don't know much about him, so I'd like love to see, uh, see and have conversations with him about, uh, about his efforts and what he's going to pull off. But yeah, the forty six eighty six, I'll be watching it based on uh, your recommendation. Absolutely, yeah, fun. And then, and then I'm going to come back to you sometime, Ken, and, and ask you about Roger King. You need to give me the the four one one on this guy. One of the names on the list, I'm like, ah, I'm just not familiar with. So anyway, well, hey guys, everyone, thank you so much for joining in, and uh, and on that note. Uh, this is the talent tank and uh, this was bench racing the uh, AOP Tennessee, the teardown in Tennessee that's going to go on this weekend here in June of 2021, man. Guys, I'm going to stop recording and then uh, let the conversations ensue. For everyone that's listening to this on the podcast, uh, God, you guys are going to miss the next uh, 30 minutes or hour or whatever it is of where the conversations go. You guys uh, fear missing out the FOMO. Get us next time, and that will be, and there's my alarm right in the background. Awesome. All right, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you for listening and taking a dive into The Talent Tank. Please like and subscribe on Instagram at The Talent Tank or our website, thetalenttank.com.